So for tonight's conversation, I figured for the life authentic, I would disclose a little bit of information and a story that, well, very few people have ever heard. To be honest, I really don't think anybody has heard this story. My mom knew, but, well, she's dead, so she doesn't count anymore. Outside of her, I don't think there's another soul that I have ever told this to. So here I am, spilling my guts to all of you out there, everyone listening. For time immortal, the story will now be on record. Oof. So here goes. I have... Are you ready for this? I have a prison tattoo. A real one. I'm not joking. I really have a prison tattoo. The interesting part of the story is I've never been to prison. Thank goodness. So how did this happen? Well, it's a pretty interesting story. But first, what you should know about me is that I have an absolutely horrific, oh, absolutely awful sense of humor. It's terrible. I have a deep love for derpy, stupid, ridiculous, obtuse, irrational things. I love juxtaposition. I love stupid humor, intellectual humor. I just love the silliness of life. I find so much absurdity in, t in the world, and I don't find it frustrating or angry. I actually find it funny. I am amused by the simplest of things, which leads me to have a terrible, terrible sense of humor, and sometimes even worse judgment because of my sense of humor. So we're going back in the day. This is a while ago. I had just gotten out of college and I was living in Chicago. I was working an okay job. Not the world's best, but it paid the bills, so I didn't care. And I met a really interesting guy there. As with all stories, it usually has something to do with someone of the opposite sex, and so does this one. He was a good guy. He was a, he was a good human being. And I liked him. Now, I didn't date in high school, and I didn't date in college. So I got out of college and was, well, I think the term late bloomer is a little bit of an understatement, if you want to be honest. 
I was too serious about my studies to consider dating. That was a distraction. And I had to pay my way through college. I didn't get a full ride. So I took my college courses very, very seriously. And I wasn't going to let anything be a distraction from them. So I didn't date. So I got out of college and... Now I was working this mediocre dead-end job, so I didn't have any distractions, and I didn't really have any experience in relationships, so when somebody showed me some affection and was nice to me, I figured, well, guess it's time to see what this whole dating thing is. Everybody else is, of course, way ahead of the curve. I'm a newbie at this, so we'll figure it out. So I started dating this guy. Now, mind you, we did not have a traditional relationship. Can't really say I've had any traditional relationships, to be honest. I don't think I actually know what defines a traditional relationship. But we were the type of couple where we saw each other at work. That's where we interacted. We didn't really have a strong relationship outside of work. But during work, it was it was nice. It was very sweet. It was, I guess that's what people consider a work relationship. Once in a while, he would come over to my apartment outside of work, and we would hang out. We would watch movies. We would just be casual. We never did anything outside of that, so it's he never took me to a restaurant or never took me out to theater or movies or, or, or anything else. Our relationship really was defined around the workplace, hanging out a little bit after work, and... Once in a blue moon, he would come over and, and visit. That was the extent of it. The interesting thing about him was that he was an ex-con. He served time. And he was inked up to the gills with prison tattoos. All of which, to the outside world made him look like a pretty scary guy. He was someone who did weight training, so he was very, very muscular. I would always refer to him as being a bulldog because he wasn't much taller than I was. He was about the same height, but he was massive. He had arms on him that were like the size of my thigh. 
he could lift he could lift me up like I was a rag doll and I'm no small woman I found that attractive I liked that he was muscular I liked that he was a strong guy I felt safe and protected when I was with him so when I'm riding the train home from work because we lived in a similar area I never really felt like I had to worry I had someone there who if shit went down I knew could defend me or protect me at best so I liked having him around I enjoyed his company and I didn't mind the fact that he had a prison record to me the past was the past he did something wrong but the reasons for what he did I couldn't fault him see he went to prison for a violent attack he attacked another person which I don't condone at all I think that that's a very poor choice when it comes to trying to resolve something however (laughs) the person that he attacked assaulted a child and the child was left mentally incapacitated because of the severity of the beating that was that had occurred and sadly an altercation happened between the man who assaulted the child and the gentleman I was seeing and one thing led to another and it ended up in an assault and the gentleman I was seeing did quite a bit of damage to the other man to the man who assaulted a child and of course that resulted in charges and resulted in a prison sentence then incarceration while being necessary by law from what I understand even the judge didn't like having to make that sentence because anyone who looked at the facts of the case could understand what happened and why it happened and I think anyone in that situation would have also assaulted this guy so this gentleman had a prison record but it didn't bother me even if it had been for something else I still believe that everyone has the capacity to be good everyone has the capacity to learn from a mistake and be better than they were I didn't pass judgment on him 
or anyone who has a prior record. I'm not naive. I understand that some people do not wish to be better. Some people don't wish to improve themselves or become functioning members of society. I know that that is very possible. But for the most part, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I try to look at who they are right now and see that as the person that I am making a decision about, that I am making a judgment call or, or deciding whether they are someone who will be inside of my circle or whether they are somebody that I don't really want part of my life. So, long story short, I'm dating this gentleman for a while, very nice, very casually, and I had a couple of other tattoos already professionally done, <laughs> very nice work, things that I designed. And I had another design that I wanted to have done, but I just couldn't figure out what I wanted, how I wanted it yet. It was a very simple design. It wasn't complicated. And the gentleman I was seeing said, why don't I do it for you? And I thought, what? <laughs> and he said, no, no, I, I know how to do this. He's, and he showed me several of his own tattoos. He said, you see all of these? I did these. I did these on myself. I, I know how to do this. I can do this for you. I thought, that is a really strange yet interesting proposition and so we talked about it, and turns out he had a good old-fashioned prison-style tattoo gun, the kind made out of the old Sony Walkman tape cassette players that used a pen and a sharpened dart as the needle. And I thought, this is hilarious. <laughs> the idea of having a traditionally done prison tattoo without ever having gone to prison totally synced with my horrifically bad sense of humor and my even worse sense of judgment. It hit every key. It hit every note of of perfect absurdity. And so, we had to complete this tattoo by using homemade ink also, which is done by charring, usually matchsticks or, or different objects, and then crushing the ashes and adding some water to make an actual paste of ink out of this charred, material. 
definitely not a healthy or wise decision. And yet, for some reason, my lack of common sense just, just, it amazed me. It amazed, I, I cannot comprehend why the alarm bells didn't go off, why the flags didn't go up, why, why something in my head didn't say, don't do it, you idiot. But no, no. Everything was a green light. It was hilarious, in my opinion. And the moment of truth came. It was time to get the ink done. The homemade gun was out, ready to go. The homemade ink was all prepped. Now it was time to do the marks. Well, that's a new one. I I didn't know what doing marks was. And that's basically making a dotted outline of the tattoo before it's actually fully inked. Because in prison, they don't have the traditional onion skin paper where they actually transfer the design onto the skin. Never occurred to me, but yeah, they wouldn't have that. So basically, it's a little bit of freehand and a very, very painful process. And I had this done on my stomach. This was not going to be fun. This was done using a sharpened throwing dart that had been sterilized, dipped into the homemade ink, and then pop, a dot would be put down. Pop, another dot would be put down. Pop, another dot. I was white-knuckling it. Never once thinking about going back on my decision and just living with the dots. Nope, I had started this. I was going to see it through. Dot after dot after dot. The pain was real. Every time I got stabbed with that dart, I jumped. Again, not good when you're having a tattoo done. You don't want to flinch or jump. And yet still, nothing in my head went off to say, stop now. (laughs) No, no, not at all, not at all. My ridiculous obtuse sense of humor found the whole process hilariously funny. The more absurd it became, the better. The more I was enjoying it. And once the dots were done, then the whir of the tape player started up. This strange little box that had wires hot-wired out of it to the pen tip and then hot-wired back to the wall with a plug and some very sketchy-looking tape. It was terrifying. It, it, I didn't know what to make of it. It, it literally was Frankenstein player. It, it was Frankenstein into this monstrosity that was going to basically stab ink into my body. 
And still, the common sense meter did not go off. I look back at this and I think, I don't know what was wrong with me. If I had been doing drugs or had been an alcoholic or had something, I could at least blame something. I could blame a substance. I could say, oh, I smoked weed, or oh, I was doing cocaine, or oh, I was drinking like a fish. No, no, none of that, none of that. I was completely clean, completely sober. I was the most straight-laced, academic kid, well, young adults at that time, that you'd ever meet. I was so goody-two-shoes, it was ridiculous. The worst habit I had was occasionally smoking a cigarette. And even then, I rarely actually smoked the cigarette. I just held it to look cool with my friends hanging out in front of the the college. Yeah, I was as straight-laced as they came. And yet here I am, getting a prison tattoo with a homemade prison gun made out of a tape cassette player. It's this point in my life where I'm thinking, what was wrong with me? I was a very smart individual. I like to think I'm still smart, but had lapses, such as this point in time where my IQ seriously must have dropped like 60 points. Otherwise, why else would this have happened? But there I was, getting inked away, thinking this was the funniest thing on the face of the earth. It's been a few years since I got that tattoo done. Oh, and mind you, the relationship, of course, didn't last that long. Our strange little situationship, would you call it? ended when I realized and was finally informed that one of the reasons that our relationship was so strongly based around work and, you know, not much else, well, it turns out he was married. And I was too naive to know it. I didn't ask the right questions, and it never set off any alarm bells for me. Does, I, I don't begrudge him. It was it was a thing. It happened. Part of my life. But I now understand why things were different. But considering that I hadn't dated anyone prior to that, you know what? I cut myself some slack. Shit happens. You learn. You get smarter for the next time. Other than being married... He really was a good guy. Terrible tattoo artist. (laughs) Well, not really. I ended up with a hilariously funny story. And I still have the prison tattoo. And I still sport it. Embarrassingly enough as it is, it's still there. Maybe someday it'll be removed. I doubt it. I think it will stay with me for as long as this body keeps going. 
But if nothing else, it's a hilarious story. Maybe someday I'll have actually a good tattoo artist rework the design and actually make it look good. But I'm going to be honest. Having the first tattoo done there was hellaciously painful. I don't actually know that I would want to go through that again. But who knows? You never know. My sense of humor may come back and bite me in the butt again. I can never predict what ridiculous thing I will find funny at the moment and, and follow through with. So my delightful prison tattoo stays hidden most of the time. Matter of fact, I don't really know of anybody else who's really actually ever seen it since. There's only been a couple of people who've ever seen it at all. It's not something we go showing off, believe me. Even if I were to lose more weight and end up with some gorgeous body, oh no, we're still not showing that off. <laughs> At that point, then, we will have to have some reconstructive tattooing to make it look more presentable. Because right now, it's a janky bunch of weird-looking, crazy-ass lines. And that's not what the design ever was. But this most likely is because I flinched, moved, screamed a few times, and basically white-knuckled my way through a situation that I thought was hilarious at the time. God help me, I have no idea what's wrong with me. I'd, I'd tell you somebody dropped me on my head as a child, but it'd be a lie. But now you know I have a prison tattoo. But I never went to prison. <laughs> and so that is my disclosure of the evening for The Life Authentic. And I hope that this conversation was at least entertaining. And if you, too, have a terribly bad sense of humor, oh, God, please don't do something permanent and think about it before you do. Because <laughs> let me tell you from experience, these things, they, they don't go away. They will haunt you forever, and you will forever see that and go, Oh, Jesus, what was wrong with me? And the only answer is, oh, I have a terrible sense of humor, don't I? That's a hard one to live with. So, <laughs> thank you for listening to my ridiculous disclosure. And I trust that we will talk again soon. So thank you, and take care.